Blog Talk Radio. They sent me a thing. They're like, only seven days away till your game. So we get like daily emails. Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony the Spider. <laughs> I got a new name for every opponent that gets in the ring with me. I call them pedal pushers. If you morons know anything about it, you know where I'm putting them. Tony the Spider means business in IPW, and I'm going to take everyone I can out. Kalisto, the last time you went at it alone, you became the United States champion. What can we expect from you on SmackDown Live? Well, hey, I'm here, like I said before, I'm here to shock the world. I'm ready. I'm ready to show my lucha art inside and outside the ring. But first of all, I can't stop thinking about Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin being on SmackDown. <laughs> I get to have my revenge. Is that okay? Hey. Like I said, I'm here to stay, make make a make a uh, a good good lucha lucha thing. You need to tell me in front of the WWE universe, universe that you respect me. Brady Boone and Scott Doring. How you doing, Don? That was a hell of a finish. Yeah. Coco Samoa. It's one of the fastest, energetic men I've ever seen in the ring today. The belts are on the line. What can I say? He's got one fall under, uh, going for him. We may see the belts change, hand here, change hands here tonight. I, I really feel that, me and my new partner here. What we've got going, we feel, is one of the, one of the best combinations of tag teams I've ever been involved with. I feel this, my partner here, he's one of the fastest men, one of the most agile, energetic individuals I've ever been teamed with. Comments from Tess. I know Steve Blackman, there's something you have to say. You bet your ass there is. Shamrock, it's real simple. I'll step into your world, the lion's den, if you step into mine. And that is weapons all around the cage. And anyone bad enough to get one can use it. So, this way, this thing's got to end one way or another. Eli, your topic is mustache. You have 10 seconds. Ready, go. What is a mustache? (laughs) It's a little bit of hair growing over the upper lip. I don't have one. Nobody else here has one. But you know what? A mustache is for a real man. See, of all these people here, I have the best mustache of them all. I thought you'd give me a couple more days. I'll have a nice, thick mustache. But none of these boys right here. Okay. Will Thank ever have you, one. Eli. Thought he said he didn't have a mustache. Michael McGillicuddy approached the podium. <laughs> Michael. Edition episode 92. We're creeping up to that fabulous 100th episode. The the Hiroshi Tanahashi one of 100 
You can call it an episode of WrestleCast. I'm excited. Rocking and rolling here, coming at you late night, Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. As always, one three four seven eight five seven ten sixty is the number. If you want to check in on your mobile device, give a listen. Um, I'm excited because we had another fantastic weekend of sports entertainment. Excuse me, not sports entertainment. Pro wrestling, uh, Alex. Uh, I actually don't see you in the uh, the talk box. Uh, Alex is trying to get in here. It looks like, but he's not showing up for whatever reason on my my screen. I I don't know why. Let me. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know why, Alex. I apologize. Um, we'll get this figured out for you guys here, um, so we we can bring it all down for you. But another show where we're probably not talking WWE. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, Progress Wrestling Chapter 76, the the Hello Wembley from Wembley Arena on September 30th dropped on demand Progress Pivot Share, I believe is what it is. And I I tell you what, this show was tremendous. Uh, At least in my eyes, I loved every minute of it. I had nothing lower than three and a quarter. Um... And and I got I got a rant to go on. You kind you guys kind of heard a little bit of it if you checked out the Pro Wrestling for Dummies Sunday night with Suit Williams. Check him out at Suit Williams. <coughs> Excuse me. Does a lot of writing for Voices of Wrestling and a few other uh, different publications and such. So this show top to bottom was tremendous. We're gonna talk that as we've been waiting and waiting and we finally got to check it out. Also, uh, after the the second break here, we are going to talk King of Pro Wrestling from yesterday morning. Nice, fun show. Storylines really, really starting to kind of go to the next level, you could say. And everything's kind of started forming for King of Pro Wrestling, excuse me, for Power Struggle and World uh, Junior Tag League. And Wrestle Kingdom, uh, Alex. If you're still uh, still there, I sent uh, a second email uh, invite to a different email of yours. So maybe that'll get something through here. But um, they they came out King of Pro Wrestling, and they they came out swinging. We saw people showing up. We had a we had a no contest and uh, a match that never happened, which I've never seen before. And it was a match I was extremely excited to see. <coughs> Excuse me, battling a little bit of a cold over here, but um. I I just I love where they're going. Power struggle is shaping up to be really good. There was uh, wrestler X that Los Ingobernables de Japón was debuting. We talked about some of the people we'd like to see, and we got our wish. So I can't wait to talk that. He is going to be a, a beautiful and pleasant entrant into that already stacked junior division. Uh, speaking of junior divisions, the man we talked about. Last week when we talked about him with Jay Lethal, looks like he is moved up to the heavyweight division as we're going to get a nice match with him at Power Struggle. So there's a lot going on here. Alex in the house. What up, sir? My gosh. Apparently uh, the the internet doesn't want me to uh, profess my love for Aussie Open because that was my, <laughs> my, my pan, my, my name, I guess, my handle, as the kids say. Uh, for for the for the episode, it was very long, but my God, uh, like you said, professional wrestling, folks. 
uh, I feel like it's it's something I'm experiencing all over again, just right now. You know, just everything you know from All In, of course, uh, New Japan over the last you know couple of years, but let alone this year and King of Pro Wrestling 2018. Let alone, I'm sorry, we might have another event of the year candidate. At least in my book, we'll discuss why. But hello, Wembley. Uh, a lot of emotions here, guys and gals, um, from this weekend. And it wasn't from watching The Undertaker versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels and Let's Toss Kane Through a Table, Glenn Jacobs. Um, <laughs> it was from Mano a Mano, Woman v. Woman just beating the living hell out of each other. Surprises, triumphs, heartbreak, losses, um, and and just every everything that you would want. And again, if anyone ever says, oh, wrestling's there, just show them any match from these two cards uh, from this past, uh, I would say, week, actually, since Wembley was on um, the 30th. But... Um, my God, just what a time to be alive, as Frostilicus from The Simpsons would say. What, didn't that progress show, which we're going to get into right after the first break here, didn't it feel like that Ooh. kid that kid in you again where you got brought into something that you, you knew some yes. of the people in it, and you knew, you know, obviously we knew the main event. We knew a lot of the guys from TNA and, and PWG and and mm-hmm. WWE UK and things like that. But when it was all put under that umbrella and the match structures that they ran oh. and just top to bottom, it felt like I was watching something I'd never been, never had seen before. And I felt like a wrestling fan again. Like it was just, yes. it was so good. It wasn't comedic Trent seven. It wasn't Tyler Bate flexing his mustache, even though he did for a little, but he flexed more <laughs> of that muscle. Um, and you have Pete Dunne swearing and going bonkers and being a psychopath in the ring, which you don't really get on NXT. Hopefully NXT UK, because uh, I'm sorry, Vince, you got to let Trips do something on that main roster. I hear very good things about Chicago. And Monday Night Raw last night, uh, excited, no, I don't know about excited, tempted to check it out, um, I, I should say. <laughs> but um, the, uh, all, the, like you were saying, just the different characteristics of people that we know. Walter, my gosh, I thought this was a guy, you know, this was a big, scary dude. But I was like, man, this is a guy I can get behind. Like, you could totally play either side of the fence, even though that is blurry nowadays. But, I, my God, that tag team turmoil matchup. If you want to oh, learn how to do a, a multi-team, multi-person match of any sort, watch this Thunder Bastard match. It had me care for teams I had no idea. I knew who they were, 80% of them, maybe maybe 90%. Uh, but still, it was different variations from what I saw on WWE produced programming. Now we know there's a partnership with progress, of course, and, and the E, but please God, don't let them touch anything and bring anyone 
and everybody from your Cesaros to your Chris Heroes onto progress shows, not on a, a monthly basis, but every once in a while. Give me Cesaro, Walter. Uh, oh. I will pay any De Niro to catch <laughs> that uh, ultimate classic. But um, yeah, it's it's just so damn different. It's exciting. It really, really is exciting. I um I never thought after a wrestling show I would be excited for a guy named Wild Boar, but <laughs> dear God was I ever! <laughs> I was like, okay, oh, I know man. Flash Morgan Webster, but who's Wild Boar? Okay, so these are the one nine eight. Okay, and then he's doing some. I'm like, what is going on here? You know, it, and it was you know you mentioned Aussie Open. I'm like, okay, I've, I've heard of Mark Davis. I've never heard of Kyle mm-hmm. Fletcher, but boy, when I was done watching, I was like, holy crap. And a lot of it, too, was from uh, WrestleMania weekend. A lot of these guys were on those cards. So, like, it was all coming back to me on, you know, who who these people were. Because I was like, oh, I remember this guy, that guy. Oh, that guy looks familiar. So, a lot of that, you know, was, was it GCW? Yep, yep. Game Changer. They had David Starr on there. They had uh, Timothy Thatcher on there. Guys like that. Thatcher is dope. Yeah, uh, it's it was so good. Let's let's break. Let's get into Alex. You said you had a rant that I needed to get swear buttons going for. I don't have swear buttons. Um, no, it's it's not a rant. See, that's why I was in the dark on it. It's of of joy and excitement. Beautiful. Okay, because I was open for anything. Um, no, by the it's, way, it's all love today, guys. No I, bashing. Um, just love. I need. I, I couldn't find the the. This is WrestleCast Radio for the intro, but um, I I have I have our cue set up, and um, just so so people are aware, aware, the intro is done. We will have it next week. You will get to hear Alex's fine rant from a week or two ago about um the indie ref bump is the new stretcher job. Uh, so that's your great <laughs> intro, and uh, my my love for uh, the fact that uh, John Cena costing Baron Corbin the Money in the Bank briefcase against WWE Champion Jinder Mahal is what the last two years have been. So that's about the most negative thing you're probably going to hear today. <laughs> um, Before we go to break, I will leave you and our listening audience with this question. Watching Tyler Bates, this version of Tyler Bates, not NXT Tyler Bates, and he's so young, and the talent that he has and the match that we know he can put on with just about anybody, with his age, could he be this generation's, if, yeah, this generation's Okada? What it's all I, I like where you're going with it. I think there might be a couple different routes that I might try to take that, but I think you put my mind in a good spot. So I have a couple good answers for you, but I will have something for you that may surprise you. Uh, and it does involve Tyler Bates. So I like how we kind of left each other and the fans on a loop, Ooh. a little bit of a, a, of a cliffhanger, if you will. So we'll be right back guys. WrestleCast radio. We're talking progress 76. Hello, Wembley. Don't go away. Most people would consider this, Illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, 
baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop culture is where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my Mello here, one half of the pop culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. Alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams, we'll see who got beat down at the box office, run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the pop culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media or search strong style media on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong style media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations, fight fans. It's your boy Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the street science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's the standing eight count radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate. Just two minutes in the in the damn lobby about I still can't believe what we just, oh. yeah it, it's it's I'm, one of those things I'm in love like, with guys with, with wrestling again like it's beautiful like it really is a a a new beginning a new day if you will and like I don't care about Monday and Tuesday I care about like two shows a month now. Or like a a parade of shows because that's all that matters. They move more story guys in that time frame than some companies do in a month. You know, it was it was just like when back in March before the Champions Carnival when I was stoked to get all Japan. Like mm-hmm. you know what, I'm ready for an alternative. Or when we got the um, 
the WrestleMania pass to watch all these indie shows. It was like, we're ready yes. for an alternative. You know, and and All Japan, I wish we would have stuck with the Champions Carnival. I think we would have got into it. You know, uh, Shuji Ishikawa right now, people are saying, if you guys need somebody to put on your wrestler of the year list that you haven't watched yet in the final two months, watch Shuji Ishikawa. And, and I think I'm going to go out of my way to try to find some matches and maybe get them to Tight. you for your for homework. That'll be did the you, homework. Did you, did you watch Kenta and Marafuji? Of course I did not. <laughs> I was too in love with all of this going on. You know, England it, it, and Japan. To be fair, I went out of my way last week to watch, uh, start watching that Ricky Choshu Proto show because mm-hmm. I just, I was like, I haven't watched around six weeks and I don't care. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'll tell you flat out, like, I watched, after I finished King of Pro Wrestling this morning, I watched three matches into. The Super Showdown. And immediately I got frustrated when I found out that the New Day versus the Bar are, are the main setup for this feud was because they found Big E's pancake recipe and they were throwing batter at each other. And I, I was like, <sighs> I can't do this, man. <laughs> like I can't, and, and I gave the match three stars. That was a fun match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, immediately you go into the yeah, second you match before the good stuff. Like I told you, man, it was a chore, an effing chore to get through like that first f- four matches. I would say five matches plus everything in between. Because because then the second match ends with Becky using the the title. I'm like, okay, well that there that one, and Charlotte's still awkward as ever. You know when you hey, mentioned. But she- she drew heat though by using that belt. Yeah. So that was the one time where people booed. But I think it was more because, like, really, we knew this was going to happen. And then you know, then it was the Cena Lashley tag match where oh. they beat up Lashley for ten minutes, and then Cena comes in and does the Jackie Chan chop and wins. JBL like, okay. looked good, man. He he got in shape. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it was the Iconics against Naomi and Asuka, and oh. they did something during the match, and I just was like, I'm, I don't care. We're, you know, we'll do a show later in the week, I'm sure, and we'll talk it. But mm-hmm. I said I don't want to talk about this tomorrow. And I don't think he does, and I'm just going to stop. And I'm going to go to bed with, with the memories of King of Pro Wrestling on my mind, and still thinking about <laughs> what we're right now and the progress of these things. For those of you who. Are, are new to progress, kind of like, like I said, myself and Alex, we know a lot of the wrestlers. Um, we've seen a lot of the wrestlers. We know about the company. We just never dived into it to, to watch a full show or check things out other than highlights. And, you know, I mean, we've seen 70% of the wrestlers on this roster, but just diff- different forms, you know, Doug Williams from Ring of Honor and, and TNA, uh. things like that. So um, if, you, if you're new like we were, Sunday night, I had Sue Williams on from Voices of Wrestling. So check out our Pro Wrestling for Dummies. Mm-hmm. Great, great listen. Uh, we went two hours. Sue Williams is tremendous. I had so much fun. I got a cheat sheet of matches I want to watch. Um, I don't know if you got to check it out yet, Alex. You but... need to slip that cheat sheet. No, I'm going <laughs> to listen to it tomorrow during work. I'm very excited. I wanted to watch Progress first just to kind of see, just in case if you guys dipped in spoilers. But also, uh, just so I can, like, after I watch the latest event, 
kind of hear the history of it. I like kind of learning backwards in a way, especially yeah. in, in historical context. So uh, I, I'm very, very excited to hear you and Suits uh, talk some progress. Yeah, um, we didn't go into spoilers really because he hadn't watched the show. He knew what happened, but we didn't watch it. But okay. the thing that immediately hooks, hooked me was when we started the beginning and he said at chapter 10, I think it was, Mark Andrews wins this tournament. I can't remember what the tournament's called. And it's like the winner gets a, a title shot of their choice. And he chooses to cash in that same show. And he wins the title finally. Only to have Jimmy Havoc and his goons come out. And Jimmy Havoc dumps lighter fluid all over a destroyed Mark Andrews. And basically says, if you don't give me a shot at the title right now, I'm going to start you on fire. To which Mark Andrews gives Jimmy Havoc a title shot, and then Jimmy Havoc pile drives him into the ground and wins the title. The second he told me that story, I said, I am going to listen for the rest of the show and just write everything down that I need to watch. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Things. If you got this sadistic dude, and he's going to come out and pick a spot, and he's going to, look, if you don't give me a shot title, I'm going to start you on fire. <laughs> so what, what do you like, oh my god! I was like, that's it. I'm in. I'm hooked. I'm done. You. I don't know. I don't need to do anything else. I'm starting from. I'm gonna try to start. All from Andrews one. knew he needed was a a a, a bulb, <laughs> and he would have been fine. Oh my god! When you know, had Jimmy Havocs in the building, just just have some light bulbs around. You'll be yeah, fine. That, yeah, you know, maybe you can curb stomp people into him or something. <laughs> oh. Geez. Uh, oh my gosh, the brutality! So no, so beautiful. So I'll get that for for sure. But um, that should be our point. next shirt: beautiful brutality. Beautiful brutality. I like that. I like right at that time stamp it. Twenty six minutes in. Uh, <laughs> opening match: we get Mark Haskins versus Matt Riddle. I went three Ooh. and three quarters. I thought this was tremendous. Started a little slow, and then they just started going. Yes. I'm, yes. Tombstone pile drivers. <laughs> like, are you The new super me? kick in England, apparently. Uh, not as many uh, super kicks as there were variations of the tombstone pile driver. You are 100% correct. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, that looks like Minerus is, oh, he just killed him. Okay, cool. <laughs> just kicked out. Oh, now he just took Riddle's head off. That match was awesome. You know, shout, shout out kudos, WWE letting him do the show. Yes, um, yes. Tremendous. He looked big, man. Yeah. Mark Matt yeah. looked, he, he looked jacked. I don't know what they're doing down there in Tampa. <laughs> He's uh, crushing those shoulder uh, shoulder curls. With the uh, <laughs> the bar, but Mark Haskins, man, boy did that dude! You know he he flipped Oof. his persona around. He got real stiff and strong style with his with his approach, and that was a tremendous match. What do you think of Riddle and uh, Mark Haskins open? Like you said, it was a good slow burn um, that all of a sudden just turned into you know flips, broke kicks, and and submission holds and arm bars, which. Was great because you know it, it turned into a wrestling MMA bout, you know, kind of at times. Uh, but Haskins again, you know, kind of being familiar. You know, a lot of this show, Ryan, all, uh, to me, uh, I would say eighty-two percent of the wrestlers all look the same to me. 
They're either, you know, big and muscular and bald-headed and a goatee, which, I mean, when and if they do get called up to Connecticut, uh, you know they're going to be a victim of getting hit by a car sometime in a storyline. So maybe they got to change their appearance. Um, But, you know, a lot of them kind of blend in. Like the tag match, I was at the gym watching it. and I was just like, you know, ooing and aahing, you know, but I couldn't jot notes down. But I was just like, okay, I think that team is that team. But after like 10 minutes or when all the teams were in, I could finally pick them apart. And so I was like, oh, that's Ozzy Oban. Oh, that's the mod dude and his demo. You know, like little things like that that were making me kind of piece, you know, things together. But, uh, and it's something that with the Haskins and Riddle, uh, just the names that, of themselves, uh, the crowd was just eating all of it up, uh, which, you know, made the match fun. And, and you knew it set a really good tempo for the start of the show. It was, God, it was fun. And and it was, it was such a good way to get it going too, is yes. you had two dudes that went out there and just, I mean, I mean, Literally just was like, all right, let's just beat the hell out of each other. And then they did. <laughs> and it's all over, and they bow and shake hands together, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, well, we're on their way on a good run. <laughs> 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 well, then I I officially fall in love. Um, you know, I mentioned, oh. this, I mentioned this to Jen earlier. It looks like uh, Sasha and Bliss are taking a back seat. Uh, Ginny with the House of Couture retains the title over Tony Storm and Millie McKenzie. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. did a double rainmaker. Yeah, I went. I've, I I went. That's it. I I don't want to wrestle ever again. Because Ginny, I, never I understand her. why she was Demtress's high pick on our uh, all female wrestling draft. Was was she number one or number two? Um, Demetrius took her number two behind Miyu Yamashita, the um, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Champ. Yeah, I, I could see why. Um, like you said, you fell in love. I I despised her, her character, her group, uh, <laughs> because she she played it so well. She was just so uh, maniacal. And then you, of course, you got Tony Storm. But let's be real. The real MVP of this match was uh, uh, young. Sorry, I have all my notes written down on like small pieces of paper. Millie McKenzie. Uh, <laughs> my God, the crowd was bananas for her. Uh, you know, got got some of her ish in that is for sure. But it was definitely set around uh, Tony Storm and Ginny. Uh, but uh, McKenzie's double suplex that she did to both of them were, were amazing. But Tony Storm, her move, I don't know, it just seems more wicked and more impactful uh, in Wembley Stadium. But but when she was giving those or, or even the pile driver, she gave the uh, 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 Millie McKenzie on the apron, just some wicked, wicked stuff there. But no, Ginny, how's a good tour? Uh, but of course, uh, the big swerve at the end there, Ryan, what did you think of that there with uh, DiMatteo? Yeah, um, you know, Lisa DiMattia, she was somebody who Ginny has been having her number from just highlights and and research. 
And, you know, I, I watched a couple tag matches, and she always the one that kept taking the fall. So when she came out, I'm like, okay, you know, she's going she's gonna to give it to her, but she should be the one that takes the title off her. So I'm really confused where they're going. And then, then the swerve mm-hmm. and she turns. Um, wasn't expecting that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the wild thing was it almost felt like Tony Storm was an afterthought in this match. Mm-hmm. Mind you, she did hit strong zero on Millie McKenzie on the apron, which was disgusting. Zero. But yes, yeah, strong zero. Um, it's hard when you're watching it at work. But yes, uh, those were wicked. I don't know, but but Ginny, um, she was in the May Young Classic as well, correct? Which I will probably get to. Yeah, she um she takes on Tony Storm in the first round. In the first round, wow! But then when we get the celebration, we see Jordan Grace come out. Yes. Somebody that we're very high on. Um, Jordan Grace comes in spine buster and the hell out of people. We're gonna get a Ginny Tony Ginny uh, and uh, Jordan Grace match probably at the next show. That is gonna be awesome. Yeah, sign me up for that. That was awesome. Crowd was definitely. Uh, hot for for Jordan Grace there, and and of course she did what she did does best, uh, which is uh, wreck shop and clear house. Uh, really good intro. Is is this her first time in a progress ring there, Ryan? No, I believe she's done other shows, but don't quote me. The from the from the sounds of the commentators, they didn't sound like it was a. Oh, oh my God! What is she doing here? Type thing. It was. Oh, look at here comes Jordan Grace. So I feel she had to have done some before. Ah, gotcha, got. Well, because all their responses made it seem like it was the biggest deal in the world. So that's what's like. Oh, is this her debut? Because they kept like and talking they, highly of her. You know, so I was like, oh, okay, building her up. That's awesome because again, she just wrecks shop and just suplexes everybody to hell. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Jeannie, once again, still one of the nastiest moves ever where she gets you uh, legs split over the middle rope and then just basically grabs you by your head and drives it into the canvas. I mean, it's just, it's so <laughs> disgusting when she does that. And, oh, my, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 Shout every out to Candy I Floss, by the way. <laughs> Coolest name yeah. ever. Candy Floss, and I can't remember the other girl that came out and were, uh, were trying to even the odds. So is she, were they with Mackenzie or just trying to even the odds? I think, I think they're just a couple baby faces in the company who are just, you know, screw this. We're going to stop the House of Couture from doing what they do. Is Millie Mackenzie, um, I don't know. What what, what are your thoughts on her? I mean, I I think she definitely, uh, obviously the crowd of backings behind her um, seems, you know, very young so a lot of room to grow has she been with you know progress for for a while now or, or kind of on the circuits as they say the only time i've seen her work was this and i think she worked one of the one of the two uk shows no maybe okay. she didn't no because that was that isla dawn and that killer kelly or whatever was with tony Storm. so no i i know i had I, i've seen the name and i've, I've seen videos Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Defiant Wrestling or Defy Wrestling, um, which we now can watch as well. But she looked really good. And, you know, that was part of the reason which got me saying that she, uh, 
she kind of made Tony Storm feel like an afterthought in this match. Mm-hmm. I get seemed like Tony Storm was the least important person. Yeah. I mean, when you got uh, suplex behind you as well, um, what is it? Her, <laughs> Jeff Cobb, and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. That's that's some pretty damn good company uh, or to be branded after. Huh? Make a stable. Yeah, it should be. How baller would that stable uh, have? My gosh, let's make that ROH. Make that a thing. Yeah, come on. But anything to get the title off of Sumi Sakai. Nothing against her, but God. She's just not right. too good. It's it's everyone around her. She's just <laughs> yeah. too good. Sorry, Tanil. Um, speaking of everyone around them, uh title versus oh. career. Doug Williams is defeated oh by God. Trent. I love the fact that as old as Doug Williams is, and you can see it in, in his physique. He's got that, like, mm-hmm. old guy fit body where it's just, you know, old age is catching up, but he, you can tell his dude still hits the gym. He kind of looked like Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this was totally throwing... a Shawn Michaels-Rick Flair match. You know that, right? I mean, it, 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 emotion it, with me like I was watching that match. And, and Trent Seven, you know, didn't necessarily look like he was too thrilled when he gets the victory. Um, good way for Doug Williams to go out, though, if that's it. Yes. You know, 4,700 people are in this venue, the biggest show in European independent wrestling history, and he gets to go into this show as a champion, and you get to work a guy like Trent Seven um, in the first half semi-main event. I mean, mm-hmm. just kudos, you know, and especially the nice little Atlas title run he had before this, too. Um, I know he's had it for a few shows, but Doug Williams, he, he, he looked like he could, and I hope if he goes out like that, he goes out on top like he was, because he looked great. He looked great. Those, that chaos theory, I thought he was winning. Man, may chaos theory, uh, ever reign. Um, Doug Williams was having fun out there. He was having a blast. Him and Seven just going, um, going at at each other there. But um, I'm not gonna lie. I was in shock and awe where where he essentially, you know, kind of after the um, the he went in with a crossbody essentially after the the chaos theory attempt there, and and it just took me off guard. Where I I was at work and was like, holy. Like, wow, like it just ended and it just seemed like, you know, it, it was just about to hit something. But I, I thought it was a perfect ending for that. And the respect shown, of course, afterwards. I mean, Doug Williams is like professional wrestling for, for the English youth. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, this dude, he he was one of the I think he was the first ever pure wrestling champion in Ring of Honor. You know, so this was back, way back, 2006 maybe. And, you know, he, he had a great run winning multiple titles in TNA, part of British Invasion, which got Nick Aldis into the company, which, you know, now former NWA world champion. So he's done a lot in America and overseas on top mm-hmm. of what he's done in England. This, this, this is a 20-year 20, 20 career that we, we finally saw take an end. And 
you know, the abrupt finish is so cool, too, because Doug Williams is a guy who's so smart and so crafty that mm-hmm. Trent Seven just one-upped him, just outwitted yeah. him. And, it, and, and it's nice because then, you know, you don't have Doug Williams destroyed after it's over. You get him doing the damn it. You know, he got me. And it wasn't the, oh, now he's, you know, he's just been annihilated type thing. <laughs> annihilated. Um yeah, no, it, gosh, it, it was such a fun match. Uh, of course, the result, uh, you know, like I said, uh, a little, a little sudden. I think that's that what what builds the emotion around it. Um, has Doug Williams and like Fit Finley ever like fought each other back in the day? Because how aggressive would that have been? I bet you they have. I'd be willing. <laughs> I'd be willing to think somewhere. At some point overseas, somebody somebody said, "Hey, let's have them fight." You know, I, they're not going to wrestle; they're going to fight. Um, I'm one three four seven eight five seven one zero six zero to call in and let us know if Fit Finley and Doug Williams ever just punch the living hell out of each other. Um, <coughs> excuse me once again. I apologize. Um, and don't don't see. Uh, don't see anything on here. Doug Williams, huh? There might be an article out where Doug Williams regret regrets not being able to wrestle William Regal or Fit Finley. Oh um, so maybe, man, um, that's like their Regal. dream match, though. That's crazy. God, this picture of him—he's so jacked. Like, I can't get over how jacked he is in this picture, thinking how old he is. <laughs> like that's what's. Um, <laughs> It says the Atlas champion noted he regrets not getting the chance to wrestle three of the greats, William Regal, Johnny Satan, David Finley. Wow. He, him and Regal uh, never touched. That's crazy. But I guess he was already in WCW. Because Williams was primarily, what, TNA and, and ROH, right? He never was yeah. in, like, late WCW. No, not that I can remember. I just remember he came over early Ring of Honor, but I think it was about three, four years after the WCW closure. Okay. Um, but, you know, just fun match, just fun match. You know, I, I mentioned the word anarchy, and I say that because our first half main event, Jimmy Havoc, Paul Robinson, this Ooh. was violent. <laughs> I mean, this was violent. At one point... Paul Robinson, uh, Jimmy Havoc had all white body paint on to go with his white pants. And Paul Robinson decided to staple a T-shirt to his chest. As you can see, it just dangle from the staples in his chest and then rip the shirt <laughs> off. It's it disgusting. Oh, man. You mentioned light bulbs and light to it, Alex. What do you think of this, man? Uh, the, the fluorescentness of it all. Um, I like the backstory of it. I had no idea Will, uh, Will Ospreay was involved, uh, with these two guys. And apparently I have a Will Ospreay, Jimmy Havoc feud. I must watch on the progress channel. Um, so that, that was pretty interesting to kind of hear throughout, but my God, beating the living hell out of each other. Um, also, by the way, did they ship their tables from Japan? Because it seemed a lot of these table spots during this show, uh, the Japanese table was definitely the mightier 
um, out of all the combatants there in and outside the ring. But uh, this was a, a hell of a match. I mean, from, I don't know, every weapon you could think of imaginable. I don't know how, how actually how they cleaned the ring after, after this match, um, um, you know, kind of thinking back there, but blood upon blood. Um, but as, as we alluded to earlier, the curb stomp that Jimmy Havoc gave uh, Paul Robinson through light tubes, and then uh, kind of in the Lirieto Rainmaker there um, was just insane. <laughs> I mean, go out and, and just check out not only this match, but the whole show, because you won't be disappointed with anything. This was just something to cleanse your palate uh, from the emotion fest that was the match before and essentially kicked the rest of the show into uh, second gear. And and what I love too was, you know, and they, they, they play the hype video uh, leading into this match where Jimmy Havoc is about to beat Will Ospreay and you don't even see Paul Robinson come into the shot until he's already foot stomping him through the light tubes mm-hmm. or into the thumbtacks or whatever. Like, it was just... God, I mean, I was I was hyped for this from from the minute I watched that video, and they beat. Them. So this was Just supposed to be Havoc and Osprey originally. Yep, but because of Fighting Spirit Unleashed, Osprey had oh. to do. So they had to do it at seventy five instead of seventy six. But this was going to be the blow off between Osprey and and Havoc. So in a way, New Japan is sort of working with the WWE. It's like the the. <laughs> Six rules of Kevin Bacon, right? Like, just think about that. By the way, that's pretty neat. It's it's wild to think that we um <laughs> that this card could have had Osprey and Jimmy Havoc on it too. Like that blows my mind. No, and do you know guys, the other what if match on this card? Which one? That was supposed to be the main event. No. Oh, I'm going to hold you until we get to the main event. So continue, sir. Um, oh, somebody was supposed to wrestle Walter, and it wasn't Bate, right? Correct. I don't remember who it was, but I know I remember hearing there was somebody else that was supposed to. Cool. We'll 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 talk about that then when we get onto it. Um, it was you know, and and I'm going to go back and watch uh, chapter seventy five because I heard that main event between Havoc and Osprey is tremendous. So oh. uh, then we we get intermission, we come back from intermission, and it's the Thunder Bastard eight team <laughs> tag team title gauntlet. Um, entries are they ran basically like a G one between the eight teams, and. Judging on your record is when you got to enter this match. So, eight teams, oh, whoever cool. had the best record pick went last. That's why uh, the one nine eight was the last team in this tournament. Um, but we open up with Flamita and Bandito, the Mexa Blood, yeah. Star and Jack Sex Smith. Uh, I believe they were known as uh, as one of the sexy, sexy star. Yep. Um, third team in was Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, the Aussie Open. Then we got the anti-fun police, Chief Deputy Dunn and Los Fer- yeah. Fer- Santos Jr. <laughs> um, Grizzled Young <laughs> Veterans, Jack Simpson and James Drake were next. Then um, mm-hmm. we had the team of the – who else Who else am I forgetting after that? Oh, I forgot. Uh, 198. You said them, right? 
uh, uh, they were the, they were the team after before Aussie Open. Connor Mills and Maverick Mayhew. The M and M. Yep. Yep. Uh, then we had Chris Brooks and Timothy Thatcher, the Calamari Thatch Kings, and then Flashmore Western <laughs> Wild Boar, the one nine eight. Um, this match was chaos. It was exactly what Ooh. you want. This giant cluster, and everything seemed to work. Um, kudos to Los Federales Santos Jr. <laughs> for his amazing dive that he had. That was tremendous. Everything um, he did was amazing, it seemed like. Everybody was just on point, beating the living hell out of each, out of each other. Um, Bandito and Flamita, once again, do not disappoint with how good they are. No. I mean, these are going to be stars for a long time. But this match They was were great. the champions coming in. Yeah, they were one of the first teams out. Which I thought was crazy. <coughs> um, I thought we were going to see the one nine eight or the Grizzled Young Veterans win, and Aussie mm-hmm. Open gets the victory. I was pleasantly surprised and happy with that. Um, Hell yeah! I, I know you. You sounded like you became a big Aussie Open uh, fan. Became, sir? No, it's no. Mark Davis is awesome. I've seen a little bit of Kyle Fletcher. Um, but no, I, when I saw them come down and I, I immediately remembered Mark Davis, I was like, oh, this guy's tight. Like, he's a suplex dude. <laughs> and they were just a fun team. All these teams were, were great. I, I like Sexy Star um, a lot. I loved, I, I believe it was Flamita kind of proposing uh, to Jack Sexsmith, yeah. I believe. Um, just kind of playing around with the gimmicks, and I loved it. I thought it was just so fun. Uh, and, and like you said, it was just chaos. It was, they did their spots. You had the, I didn't even know there were big dudes in England, but Los Federales Santos Jr. Uh, <laughs> fly, young one, fly. Uh, let your wings spread it because they did oh. uh, September 30th at Wembley. Um, I, Flash Morgan Webster, I hate you. That's all I'm going to yep. say. In a good way, um, because yep. I thought you were sort of cool during the UK tournament, but nope, total Richard. Total <laughs> Richard in this uh, with your wild boar there. Um, but no, he's they're, they're great. Like, the anti-fun police, though, so over. Even I'm on the treadmill running, clapping. Like, I usually do a set time, Ryan, of 27 minutes, about, you know, three miles there. And I I wouldn't probably an additional 16 because I'm like, this match isn't over. I'm just going to continue because I do not want to stop. Like, that's how awesome this match was. And they did tag team wrestling right. They did gauntlet matches right, Ryan. They did your random, uh, what do you call them, scrambles they did this correctly. And you know what? It probably costs the E tens of thousands of dollars more to produce that match than what they did. And they did it correctly. It was fun. It was hard hitting. Like you said, Bandito and Flamita. Wow. But the Aussie open definitely deserved. I cannot wait to see where this tag division goes. Cause there's a hell of a lot of a talent. Yeah, one nine eight came in, take out Eminem, they take out Sexy Star, they take out the anti fun police. Then Aussie Open takes out the Calamari Thatch Kings. One nine eight coming out and taking out uh Mexa Blood. That's where we knew we had a new challenge or new champions. 
mm-hmm. off the open, then gets the 198, and then finishes off the Grizzled Young Vets. Gets the win. It was awesome. God, that was a fun match. And then Pure Emotion oh. comes in. Now, I will say this. My start of the uh, snowflake throwing began in the Thunder Bastard as I went four stars. And you know, Alex, usually gauntlets and battle royals, I don't grade. I graded mm-hmm. the Thunder Bastard, and I went four stars, and I loved it. I, lo- I love you for loving it. Went four and a quarter on the next match, one of the matches I was super excited for. Um, and I'm not mad that I went four and a quarter because being third to the bottom, they did just enough where they didn't take away from the matches after them, which shows mm-hmm. when you put two main eventers in a spot where they're not main eventing, they understand that you don't outshine your main event. And these guys did just enough to put on the best third to the bottom match you can get. Pete Dunn over Ilya Dragunov. This match was awesome. And the disgusting, I'm just going to start snapping all of your fingers while bending your arm <laughs> until you quit at the end. I mean, this match was great. And and when we saw CMJ come in and throw that chair or the, the belt shot, the I belt was like, shot. you son of a bitch. I, I mean, I was so into it the whole way through. That guy is a star, CMJ. Uh, like I like I texted you after watching the hype video before watching the show, I was like, "That's the guy." I was like, "I don't know who this Ilya Dragunov guy is yet, but that guy is going to make him special." And then I saw Ilya Dragunov wrestle. I said, "Oh, they complement each other like a Paul Heyman and and Brock Lesnar did, or Paul Heyman and anybody essentially." Uh, and then I thought. What if Paul Heyman was like, you know what? How about I represent one Pete Dunn? And they just kind of did that type of, you know, three-month blow-off. Send, send Mr. Paul Heyman to England. Let's run that for a, for a minute. Uh, I don't know who Ilya Dragunov is, but I want to know, Ryan. I want to see how this guy has evolved because, my God, he could do everything that you could imagine, including slowing down Pete Dunne. And that's a hard task for a lot of people besides Tyler Bate to do. Um, but I, I don't know. One spot for me that I thought was pretty damn cool was like he tilts a world clothesline from the middle rope. He just like kind of spun out and just like clothesline. It was like a variation of the Miz thing. But it was just like so whoop. And I was like, my God. And that was just right in the beginning. Um, but them just beating the crap out of each other. And him taking, I don't know, a thousand foot stomps by Pete Dunn. Oh, which God. Was legit. The receipts for I don't know what happened. But, man, they were looking like they were having fun. And then Dragonov just attacking uh, Dunn's shoulders and his arm was just so freaking brutal. And then the dual headbutt spot where they were just weren't letting go of each other and just crushing each other's skulls. Um, just the brutality of it all. And that's why this match was perfect. Mono a mono. Like we're, we're going to see who the best is and we're going to figure it out in the ring. And like we say, that's all you need sometimes. And that's what they did. And the crowd was jacked. The crowd was split. 
Um, but by God, it, it was amazing. And like you said, when he forced Dragon off the tap, uh, it was a thing of beauty because I had no idea where they were going to go. And I loved the respect at the end with the handshake. Yeah, it was. I love how I then actually like, all right, now get out of my ring. <laughs> like I'd be done so tight. Our match was so good. It was so good. Um, you know, once again, they did everything they can to give you the best match that they should give you in that slot without taking anything away from the the semi main and the vein, which continued the trend. I went four and a half on the semi main event. Alex Eddie Dennis. What are the, what are the grimiest heels I think going today in wrestling? Defeats Mark Andrews. I love how he climbs back down to punish him even yes. more. Um, yes. We saw the air raid crash off the ladder through the table. I mean, some of the bumps these guys were taking were just disgusting. They beat the hell out of each other. And I cannot wait to see where Eddie Dennis goes next now after getting this victory over Mark Andrews. This match was awesome. Man, I wonder if he's going to challenge right away because he should definitely hold off. Um, Eddie Dennis, uh, like you said, he was a school teacher. Like, that video was amazing. He was a school teacher who then was like, you know what, I'm going to wrestle. And then I'm going to, like, turn on my friend. And then, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to make you wait because, you know, then Mark Andrews is like, you know what, no, I'm going to make you wait until you get healed. You're like, what's going to happen? And just beat the living crap out of each other. Um, and Eddie Dennis, like you said, he plays that, that, that persona. He has that heelish tendencies, uh, that he pulls out so well. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Eddie Dennis sounds more like a face name and Mark Andrews definitely sounds mad heelish. So when I found out in my notes, I was like, oh yeah, Eddie Dennis being cheered this and that. And I was like, wait a second. So I had the Mark heel and face. <laughs> No, um, no, but the, the, the power bombs through the tables, the sunset flips, trying to go through a table, I should say, um, was was just amazing. Uh, Mark Andrews, again, that swanton on the outside from the uh, that giant ladder, uh, just pitch effing perfect. Uh, they oh. utilize TLC with uh, with everything there uh, from bringing out the giant table to the big ladders to just, they don't really utilize chairs too often. Um, but uh, that was fine because they were beating the crap out of each other in other ways. But um, no, uh, a lot of chance for the table, which was definitely well served. It kind of took me out of the match a little bit. Um, as you know, uh, I do not like some botches. One, I can, you know, get a, I know it's not their fault, but still get a table that breaks. Um, but no, this was a good match. But, and, and, and like you said, I can't wait to see what Mark Andrews does. I know he's, you know, participating, um, in the UK edition of NXT, apparently on 205 Live as well. I saw him credited as, but, but Eddie Dennis, I don't think he's going to challenge the champion. Uh, he might see if anyone could take out the one named Walter. I I love the um, that Canadian destroyer spot where they tried to go through the table and it still didn't work. Yeah, like, that Valley Driver though at the end was insane. Oh, it was disgusting. And what's cool 
like you said, what you know, how he went down after he throws Andrews off the ladder, essentially, and you know, could have grabbed the contract right there. And he's like, you know what? No, I'm going to go down and beat his ass some more. In in wrestling, how does that usually turn out, Ryan? They don't win. Correct. So it was a pleasant surprise as he murders Mark Andrews through the table from that ladder. Um, I was just like, holy bleep. I, I believe Eddie Dennis is going to win. And, and I think that's what sets them apart right now, as well as New Japan. Eh, maybe progress is doing a little bit better right now. But uh, kind of, uh, you know, flipping the script, if you will. So kudos, kudos. Yeah, it it just oh, it was so good. It was so fun, and Eddie Dennis winning it was such a perfect way to end that match with how great of a build up, mm-hmm. you know, over the year and the story they gave us in that video, and you know, having him be the guy who wins instead, you don't get the storybook ending. It was so good, so good. Um, storybook ending in a storybook match. Um, I got a lot to say about this, like I'm sure you do. So let's kind of get in real quick. Walter defeats Tyler Bate. Um, who was supposed to be in this match that I'm not remembering? Apparently, allegedly, it was supposed to be Walter defending the Progress Championship against one Zach Sabre Jr., Ooh, of it. You know what though? I'm. I don't even want to think about the what if because I know what we had. Yes, agreed. <laughs> they, um, allegedly, um, bait was all you know part of one of the original plans for him, but they were trying to get uh, Zack Saber Jr. But of course, like you said, Long Beach. Happened so now, he was supposed I to headline because I think uh Zach Saber Jr. won the uh the Super 16 back in May, so okay. I think that's why he would have had the title shot. So, and is then, he next in line then? Do you think must be? And then Tyler Bate won that one and done thing that they did, so it must have been they knew they weren't going to have Zach Saber, so they crowned a new contender. And then that's where Bate got the victory um, to become the the number one contender for it. Um, Twenty one, good gosh. Uh, then then we so you, you proposed a question before. Yes. Uh, about Bate being the Okada. I I don't know if he can go to that level, but you know who he could become, and for. People might think that this is a slate, <laughs> but if you look back at 1997, excuse me, this guy was the PWI's number one wrestler in the PWI 500, and that's a guy like Dean Malenko or a guy like Eddie Guerrero is, I think, what Tyler Bate could become. Okay. Because he just, he's just not big enough. To, to, I don't know, man. That he was swagger non grata during that was, main event. It was a different version of of him twirling his mustache. This was business. <laughs> this was I am a wrestler, Tyler Bate. 
not an entertainer. I am a wrestler, and I don't care how big you are. I'm going to chop you down to size and try to break you, not the other way around. And his wrestling ability, how he could switch it up and still be hard-hitting, that's why I said, wow, he's only 21. He's achieved so much. There's just so much more he can grasp and learn still. Why couldn't he be the next guy to have five-star after five-star after five-star? And you're not wrong. You're not wrong because he and he doesn't wrestle in that crazy of a way where he's going to set himself up to do anything stupid and get hurt. Yes. Agreed. Um, I will say here's my crazy take that I, that I didn't think I would say, but now obviously I need to see, I need to see Walter and this person have a match before I can fully ride this, this crazy notion out. But I think after what I watched on, on Sunday, I think Tyler Bates better than Pete Dunn. Yeah. I, re- I remember one Daredevil Derek Fury would talk Tyler Bates. I'm like, who is this guy is talking about Tyler Bates? And he would talk Pete Dunn as well, but he always talked highly of Bates. And then, of yeah. course, my first interaction was uh, NXT Chicago um, where they had, in my opinion, probably the second best match of that year of, of 2017. Um, and there's no if, ands, or buts about it. Um, and that right there, you know, of course, Pete Dunn being victorious. So it's like, oh, that goes with you more. But every time I go back and watch it, which is like probably once a quarter, Tyler Bates just, just amazes me with how he can control a tempo at such a young age. But yeah. these two with the chemistry, it was just so mind-boggling. So that's where, again, I'm like, this guy legit, two years down the line, could be your headliner, not only at an NXT event or an NXT UK event. This is a guy that could be him, AJ Styles, at WrestleMania that would blow yeah. the roof off. Like, that's the match that could, and hopefully we see happen. I'm... I'm not going to lie. I have to really think about it and sit down and go over everything that I have. Um, I should pull out my list right now. Hold on a second here. I have it right in front of me. When we left Chicago, Tomohiro Ishii and Kenny Omega was my match of the year from the G1, Alex. Mm-hmm. I think th- this, this surpassed it. I think this is the best match of the year for me. This is my, this is right now match of the year when it's all said and done. Walter, Tyler Bate. And I think that I, I haven't had a match invoke this much like thought and emotion since mm-hmm. Okada Omega, you know, almost two years ago at the first Wrestle Kingdom. When we're done and, you know, Brian Klecker's going, that was a six star match and he hates mostly everything. You know, that was as as great as the Dominion match was, the, the Wrestle Kingdom match was that 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 changed the game for the whole company. And mm-hmm. this Walter Tyler Bate match, I just I can't get over how good that was. I just I cannot fathom I mean every time you thought it was over, Tyler Bates still still fighting it. He's not going down. And then there's a couple spots <laughs> where I went, Oh my god, he's gonna win. 
Yeah. And and you could tell after it was over how how jacked Walter was. I mean, he starts playing the violin on his title. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he sell I mean, it was just it, it, I I can't put into words what I thought about after that match. I mean, like I said, I got up and I started pacing around my basement. And after about 30 seconds of pacing, I just started going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe what I just watched. Like, I'm scared to go back and watch it again because I don't know if it's going to be as good the second time. No, I'm sure it, it's better. <laughs> I've seen it three times. It's better with each viewing. Because just, you realize, you know what Walter can do. You know, obviously, what Tyler Beak can do. But the more you watch his mannerisms and, again, how he can kind of control the tempo of this match, you forget the whole, oh, you know, the, you know, big, you know, uh, yeah, your your big versus little or whatever you want to say, your Andre versus Hogan, if you will. To be honest, this match kind of had that flavor to it because by the end, this was kind of like a Tyler Bate crowd. Like, people were just so impressed. The guy gave him multiple airplane spins, dude. Like, he just <laughs> picks up Walter, twirls him. You're like, what is going on here? And then Walter, like, you know, like Suit Williams wonderfully said, he's like the boss that you wait for at the end of the video game. And like you said, where you're about to finally beat it you're like yes i'm finally going to you get to the end here nope he wears you the hell down with chop after chop submission after submission uh and then just i don't know pile drivers and just any hard-hitting headshots um was just insane the sleeper hold you know my god walter kudos bow down this is a phenomenal year for big men. Walter, I think, you know, definitely transcends that big men myth along with your Keith Lees and your, your Luke Harper's even, you know, to add to the frame, Braun Strowman. But Walter definitely is the leader of the pack when it comes to just professional wrestling. Uh, progress title or not, uh, hopefully he gets this company uh, a lot of eyes because I hope the Wembley can beat the real record of over 6,000 that some ICP events ran a few years ago, because damn, the talent that they have on, on this brand is, is just phenomenal. This is like NXT, like four five years ago. This yeah. is like ring of honor, 2003, 2004, 2005, like, this is ECW 1997-1998. This is WWF 98-99 into 2000. This is TNA. Oh, sorry. But this is what <laughs> wrestling really just can become. I mean, and plus there swears people through the commentary, through the the, the promos, like, and the matches, and, and not saying that, you know, that makes or breaks a match, but it's the authenticity of it. It's the realness of this. It's, I'm going to beat you. You're not going to beat me until the very last breath leaves my body. Like, the invoke of the emotion of that is tremendous. But the aura that they kind of had during this event was awesome. They made it dark. Like you said, Wembley seats like 90,000 people. 
like they did 4,700, which, you know, again, very good number, but they made it seem like it was a, a sold out house. They dimmed the lights. It was just a, such a cool nuance that they had at this show. And the way they filmed it was like on a red camera. It seemed like you were watching, like you were there, like the quality was perfect, you know, with the, uh, with the progress stream site. So, uh, again, it looked, you know, on some shots, some cuts, you know, the way it was edited, it seemed like it was a film, like those WrestleMania documentaries you would see of the match. It was that good of a direction on that. So kudos all around. I cannot wait to go back to chapter one. I'll probably, you know, see the greatest hits cheat, cheat sheet that you have, Ryan. But <laughs> sign me up because I'm all in as uh, the term of 2018 of professional wrestling has become. Um, and we haven't even hit Japan yet. No, let's, uh, let's, let's do that. I mean, you said everything. I don't, I don't need to say anything else. I just, look, um, I found this out and uh, last night with Sue Williams, I, you know, Demetrius is able to watch this match because everybody that was at the show, apparently the show ran long and the, the train was leaving and a bunch of people had to leave before the main event. They didn't get to see it because they would have missed the train. And part of the reason that it showed this match and the full show when you watch it day one was they released it for free for everybody. If you don't have a progress account, it doesn't matter. You can go on demandprogress.pivotchair.com or whatever it is. And right now you can watch Walter and Tyler Bate for free. And I found that out from suit last night and I texted Demetrius the link and sure enough, no account needed. You can just click it and watch it. And I mean, sentiments. To say, he, you know, that, that, he says that's the best match he's seen all year. I will get his exact. Hold on. Let me pull this up here. Um, now that we're thinking about it. Um, he said, um, side note, um, all capitals, Match of the F-word year. He said, no tear in my eye like you, but I haven't seen a better story in a match or execution done that well in years. At least on a little man, big man scale, the match was just amazing. He's like, and I said, just blew me away. I thought Bate was winning to the end. He goes, same that it was just like, bam, done. Walter wins. Um, so he sent him around. He's like, it was, it's, it was just fantastic. It was, it was a masterpiece. This was this is one of the best matches I've seen in years. I could not fathom how good this was. If you guys haven't seen awesome. it, like I said, and you can use, it's like, I think PWP 99 or something. and get first month of progress for 99 cents. I think I saw online somewhere, but don't quote me on that. Um, and if you just need something to, to stink your teeth into to see what we're talking about, this match is free on their website right now because they they felt bad people had to leave because they kept them too long from the train, so they gave this match for free. Go check this out. Do, do yourself a favor and go watch and, this. It's and after you watch that guy's <laughs> sign up, it's only seven ninety nine a month. You might want to get that other nine ninety nine, not the yen, but the other $9.99 streaming service that's out there. Seven ninety nine, you get so many different companies, um, including AEW from Chicago. Um, but you get all the progress, and and trust me, you're gonna like this. I cannot wait to sink my teeth into this. Uh, it, it will get you excited about professional wrestling. And before we get to my 2017, that got me uh, excited about wrestling. Um, again, spanning the globe, 
before we get to Japan here, Ryan, with the other two members of British Strong Style uh, either capturing or, you know, getting a big win, and Tyler Bate coming up short, um, do we see something of, and then kind of how he kind of looked back at the crowd, you know, as he was, you know, heading out of the, off the ramp there, and, and the look of disappointment, but also like, er, like I'm the one that didn't win out of my group. Could we see something down the line of a bait turn, if you will? I hope not. I mean, I, there's always a possibility in pro wrestling, but pretty strong style is so good. Why? It, it, you know, it, it was like the Freebirds. Why do anything about it? There's no reason. True. To. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, knowing NXT or knowing WWE, they might do something, but. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's my thought. Save us uh, trips. Don't 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 <laughs> fix it. We'll be right back, guys. We're gonna come back. King of Pro Wrestling. The the hits continue, guys. We got about forty minutes left in the show. We'll be right back. WrestleCast Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassemble with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. When you send a message, your name will identify you to the other caller. Record your name after the tone. Hey yo, it's Sportscast Radio. You need to record a new greeting to record after the tone. Hit any key when you're done. Ryan Cook and Jordan Jistra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host, Alex Mello, every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media as well. And you know you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is this is this is money. I, I know what that is. 
play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. <laughs> oh my gosh dude that match restored my faith and do everything once again i said after wrestle kingdom what i said as a fluke if they ever wrestle again it'll be fantastic and we get to it um i'm throwing snowflakes out there <laughs> it's um i don't know how you called that uh but yes be calm everybody there's a he, there's a new heel in in town, and he's damn dude, good. He you know like Roman Reigns gets the go away heat like no just leave leave. Jay White <sighs> in America and in Japan gets that. I want to see you die heat like. And, and <laughs> think of this too. This is what blows my mind the most. Is in 2018 where kayfabe's dead and people cheer the heels more in the face. I mean, look at Bullet Club turn face because of it. This dude is a legit heel. There really isn't any anymore. But yeah. boy, oh boy, and when you put Gato with him and solidified it, oh, just Oh, well, not only Gato, but we'll we'll get to that. Oh, boy, was that a swerve I didn't see coming either. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, are they really going to do that? And then the whole culmination, I was like, what? I This works. Like, But again, we'll, we'll break it down. Um, hell of a show. My God, Ryan, this is like the second New Japan show. Where I've watched the beginning like seven multi man or tag team matchups. And, and they, they were all, all pro- good. And they all progress storylines. Every single match had a purpose. And again, you, when you get uh, the Ascension guy versus the guy from Titus Worldwide, you're like, what? What's the purpose of this? Yeah, like all I, of these I was matches had a damn purpose. I went through a couple Monday Night Raws and I'm watching the Ascension against Chad Gabriel, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. And I'm going, what the hell is going on here? James Storm, where are you, man? Come on. <laughs> um, opening match, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado defeat Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask. This was a hot opener. I went three stars on this. to play. And uh, you, you had you had the you know the title came out to get hit you know they mm-hmm. the shenanigans happened and the faces were overcoming and oh this was really good this was so good they continue to make Kanemaru and Desperado look strong heading into yes. Junior Tag League which starts next Tuesday I believe um, eight teams in it so everybody has seven matches but man they they started this and. You know, for a minute, you're like, holy cow, is Liger and Tiger Mask going to win the titles? 
Mm-hmm. Like, are these dudes really going to win the titles? Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous opener, Alex. I went three stars on it. Fountain of Youth, it seemed like, uh, for for Liger and Tiger Mask. Um, you know, you know, it's rumored to be Liger's farewell tour. You know, I believe they said it's the 30th anniversary uh, next year uh, for for Liger. So I was like, ah, maybe he's got a year, and it showed why he definitely deserves maybe a few more years. Uh, you know, obviously up to his terms because he was going off. Like I liked how they're like, no, you're not going to disrespect us. We're not going to you know, just take the fall for you. Just, you know, we're not going to be in that spot. And it was kind of like watching a match of yesterday. Um, but of course, Kanemaru and Desperado uh, cheat when necessary uh, from bottles to uh, to bottles to to uh, the mist of whiskey. Um, just, just <laughs> you know, just was, was enough to kind of take them out. But um, like, just he looked rejuvenated. I loved how Tiger Mask looked um, looked pissed off, you know, at at um, at them, you know, not getting the victory. And I was really excited when I saw. Um, well, we'll get to that news in a bit, but uh, no, I'm I'm excited to see these guys back down the line. Maybe Liger and Mask uh, will we'll get their um, will get their victory uh, coming up soon. Hell of a match. Uh, Speaking of hell of a match, is we get another really fun tag match. Uh, Great Bash Shield defeats Juice Robinson and Toa Hanare. Tomoaki Hanma still looks like he's kind of a step behind, which is understandable when, you know, he was paralyzed for half a year or almost a year, and, you know, he had to relearn how to walk. But he's, you know, he's still going out there doing his things. He he hit the Kokakashi, I can't remember what it's called, but he hit the headbutt, the place went bonkers. Toa Hanare, that dude's going to be something special, I think, because every time I watch him in here with a veteran like Togi Makabe, and he's throwing lariat for lariat, and he's screaming and powering up and selling, I believe it all. And it sounds like Oka and Kawato are having pretty bad excursions. Uh, Kawato, I guess, oh. is having... I guess in CMLL, he's, like, struggling to learn how to catch wrestlers correctly. Like, he's not catching people, which is, like, if that's you're in CMLL, too, exactly. So that's that's not <laughs> boating too well for him. And uh, in RevPro, Oka's doing that great Okar gimmick where he's that big, goofy-looking guy. And I, I guess oh, they're no. just not working. You know, Tohanari comes back from the ACL. They don't send him on excursion. And it's paying off. Mm-hmm. It's really paying off. He's looking great. What do you think of this tag match? He he reminds me of like a baby Jeff Cobb mixed with Samoa Joe. Like he's just like you said, he's he's not green where it's like hard to watch. Like maybe a few months ago for some time, but he definitely has improved. That like you said, you know, when he has a a few veterans in there to, to kind of you know to lead him through at at times, it definitely pays off. A fun match, you know. Um, Juice Robinson, you know, kind of going back, he, you know, from winning the IWGP, you know, U- U.S. championship, you know, to, to losing it quickly, to not having a very good G1 as, as well. Um, maybe he is the son of the plumber, you know, kind of plummeting down. Um, it seems like not not saying going against uh, Hanma and Makabe is any slight, um, but it, it, it just seems like they're kind of going down this road again. I wonder if it's to lead. Maybe he gets his rematch 
at Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe they build it up to something like that. But um, it'll be interesting where they go with uh, with Juice kind of going forward. Um, you know, again, him uh, continuing his losing streak here uh, seems interesting. But, you know, it gives Hanuman and Maccabee, uh some good leverage kind of going into uh, the tag league. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we, we need. We need more solid teams that are going to be viable options to win the tag league to keep these going. But you, you mentioned them last show as an option. You know, as we said, uh, the Young Bucks will not be tar- participating. And, and you said they possibly could be a team. So, I mean, definitely getting a victory will uh, position them more into that spot. Uh, speaking of the Young Bucks, Young Bucks, Chase Owens and Hangman Page are defeated by the BCOGs, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, Bad Luck Fale, and Taiji Shimori. Um, I'm I'm getting behind the, the OGs. I really am. I'm starting to fall in line with it. I'm starting to accept a lot of it. I like that now that the shenanigans are kind of done, they're mm-hmm. starting to just beat people, and they're starting to look mm-hmm. dominant. And there's good reasons for why they kept doing it, which we'll get into. But I went three and a quarter on this match. I I enjoyed all of it. Chase Owens seemed a little bit like he had he was kind of just there this time. He didn't have any wrist tape on. He looked like he was a little out of shape, but you know he was still moving. Uh, you know, kudos to Chase. Something against him. Um, bucks for the Bucks. But you know the the Bullet Club OGs are really. They're really figuring out their angle and the gimmick, and I like it. I like this. What do you think of this, this eight man? Uh, I'm gonna grow. Uh, I'm fully behind this BCOG, which, by the way, isn't that a WWE shirt? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> Harold Mori, like, screw you, Vince. <laughs> Ishimori's a stud. Bad luck, Fale's Fale, but but. As we mentioned last week, Tangaloa, um, he he's catching my eye. I like how Tama Tonga doesn't talk as much, like you said, business, uh, more more kind of in the the business of kicking ass and kind of you know getting uh, his his stable off the ground. Um, but no, uh, I would say the highlight of of uh, BC Elite was Hangman Page again. It doesn't seem like this guy ever takes a day off, you know, neither, you know, like, like the Bucks, you know, of course, but, but Hangman Page, again, I, I forget how agile and how flippy or hashtag dive that he can do and then turn <laughs> into like a, you know, the Buck shot or something like that. We're just like, good gosh, how is the man of his stature doing that? Um, but no, Hangman Page uh, was, was fantastic. Um, Chase Owens, I thought looked a little bit more inclined, better than the, the last time I saw him. Uh, you know, um, so you know, I, I I thought he looked pretty good. You know, of course, him taking the uh, the the loss there for the elite there, but um, no, I, I I thought Owens was fine. This was a fine match. It progressed with kind of the OG uh, firing squad. Are they still going by that? Maybe not. Um, but this will be interesting where it goes. Um, but I think hopefully that they turn the page soon just from, you know, kind of going, uh, you know, from the BC elite. Uh, but well, I'm sure we'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> um, next up, we get a six man tag that gave me the outcome that I wanted. And I hinted at mm-hmm. last week, Will Ospreay, Tomohiro Ishii, 
Hiroki Goto get the victory over Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and Taichi uh, Takashi Azuka. What I'm hoping we're getting here is we're getting a Goto and Ishii tag run for the World Tag League because I would love to see them challenge for the tag belts. But half of my plan has now happened. Will Osprey pins Taichi? They encourage him to hold up the Never title at Power mm-hmm. Struggle. We're getting Will Ospreay against Taichi. If Osprey gets the win, I'm halfway to getting Osprey and Kota Ibushi for the Never title at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. Give it. Not only will it be the batter, the battle of the hair, my God, that match is going to be awesome. Uh, but we got to get there, which let's be obvious. We're getting there, but let's give Taichi credit. It looked like he was taking control of Suzuki Goon during that match. I like that aspect of that. He was telling Minoru Suzuki, hey, go attack. He was telling Aizuka, hey, go attack. Um, you know, I, it was something different, you know, again, just being a little bit more formidable, um, which was great. Again, Ishii and Suzuki just beating the living hell out of each other in and outside of the ring. And there was Suzuki tearing everything out in and outside of the ring. Young Lions over the guardrails into the ring. Uh, gotch pile drivers, what have you. But no, um, Suzuki, uh, he, he plays the curmudgeon so, so well. Um, but no, this was all about Osprey and Taichi. Um, at Power Struggle here for the Never Open uh, title. I don't know. I mean, it just seems like a, a interesting title because they're already taking off a Taichi like they did with Elgin to give it back to Goto. Um, and then, you know, again, for Osprey to essentially win it within about a month. Yes, put on a better match than, unfortunately, Taichi versus anyone else. Um, so I get it. But I mean, again, what what does this title even prove? I don't think it proves a lot. I think, you know, you use it to gauge interest on these guys as champions. But I think leading into Wrestle Kingdom, I mean, do you really feel comfortable going in with Taichi holding one of your titles? A single no. title? I don't. You does know, that that's, precede that's the IC no, that won't, no. But is that like no. your third match? Does that precede the junior title match? I think, well, let's see. If if, if we're, well, we, we, we can kind of fantasy book in a minute because we don't want to give away the, the main two main events until we get to them. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of fantasy book the card as of what, what it looks like when we get there. Um, next up, we get uh, Kazuchika oh. Okada. Um, we get Rapungi 3K and Toriano taking on the team of Sonata, Bushi, Tetsuya Naito, and Honey Gato answered all of our prayers. The debut of Shingo Takagi. Oh. Shingo! I love it. The second he walked through and I saw those eyes and that barrel chest, I stood up and just smiled. I was like, oh, I, I know, I know who that is. I, I thanked that man and shook his hand and hugged him about seven times. I know that guy. <laughs> the oh. dragon. I love how they did not care about being caught to say <laughs> the dragon. It was awesome. It was great to see Shingo. This was his match. This was for him to shine. Um, 
I mean, like, instantly I thought, wow, in two years, we can see Shingo versus Okada just because and how amazing of a match that's going to be. Uh, but before we get to that, um, LIJ's back. They're fine. Yeah. Everything, yeah. well, sort of good. Um, but no, Shingo just adds that nice component. Uh, definitely that missing piece. Hopefully we get uh, Hiromu back, uh, you know, and, and better than ever. Um, but even just, you know, a, a hello would be nice. Um, check out his Instagram. It's pretty awesome. But anywho, um, Okada, Shingo, again, just them being in the same ring. Uh, pretty damn, damn cool. Um, and, and again, this was all about making him look good. Good he looked. I even made my own gif, Ryan. It was just <laughs> Shingo essentially giving him um, the, uh, the the falconry there. So, yeah, it was it was pretty damn see, cool. No. It was special. And I, it, see, it seems like we did the same thing, too. Um, we both got up, and we did the exact same thing. Just go right to that. <laughs> A new Japan world, just straight to the reveal. Um, so I found that pretty funny. That yeah, I guess I, I had to know. And, <laughs> and I love the dragon aspect because if you remember, I was telling you about you know with Kano and Eddie Edwards yes. and 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 uh, you know with with them running uh, Noah, they were called Noah the Reborn. And they called Ishimura Ishimori Bone Soldier Reborn a shot at Noah. They call him the dragon, a shot at Dragon Gate. Like, they're just, they don't care. And it was great. You know, Yo eats the last falconry. They put that over right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And it was the perfect guy to do it because it's a big game. Everybody recognized him. But you, Bushi needed a partner for the junior tag league. And that was the other reason I was so adamant on being Shingo is because Shingo is one of my favorite workers. I would love to be able to see him more frequently. But now we still get to have an LIJ team in the in the junior tag tournament, and I think that's needed for just balance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, agreed. Uh, you know what else was balance uh, when when Sonata not only had uh, Yano in the Paradise Lock for like four minutes, um, but then I, I believe it was uh, Yo, um, the the blonde haired gentleman. Uh, he essentially pretzeled him as well. Kicks him in, you know, kicks him, which then bounces into Yanu's butt, essentially, which then knocks him out of the ring. Uh, hell of a spot. Like, that's how great they are. Like, you forget, you're like, oh, yeah, here's Sonata just doing some hijinks, um, doing a way better Roman Reigns impression than the man himself. Um, and, and getting himself over, mind you. Um, but it, it's interesting where they go with him uh, again do they pair him and Naito in the um in the non junior tag league we'll see but Shingo and Bushi definitely that could be a favorite and what's great about bringing in Shingo is people go that guy's not a junior well you got to think about when he's in when he's in Dragon Gate he's look how, look at how look at the resemblance when he's wrestling Dragon Kid and think of how small Dragon Kid is so people don't i think realize how Shingo's not a big guy. He was just in a company with a lot of short and small guys. If you look at Shingo's bio, he's no bigger than I think I weigh ten pounds more than he does. I'm no heavyweight. I mean, I guess I kind of you know I'm a fat heavyweight, but I'm I'm no you know what I mean. If I weigh more than Shingo, I mean let's, let's think about this, people. So 
But look at what they do when they bring in these guys that can work both. We got Kenny Omega. We got Prince Devitt. Uh, we got, you know, all sorts of those juniors that were able, Will Ospreay now, um, all sorts of guys that were able to make the leap when they needed them to. Uh, Trent Beretta. Mm-hmm. It's, it just it it makes sense for that aspect for me because he can do everything. You know, I'll I'll, I'll tell you this. I bet you I bet you Taguchi's bigger than than Shingo. No, I was surprised. Honestly, I was like, wait, did he like trim the f down? And I was like, no, I think he's always looked like this. You're totally right, though. Uh, it's like the Tom Cruise you know syndrome where they always put him on like a a box of stuff because he's so small. Uh, and everyone else is just more giganto, the shingos, if you will. But uh, yeah, no. I, again, the matchups, him and Desperado, I cannot wait to see um, in the in the uh, Super J Cup next year. Um, that's going to be probably match of the year already. I'm 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 calling it. Uh, hopefully, um, you know him and and Kushida. My gosh, have they ever touched uh, before? No, I don't believe so. When, and to be fair, too, when you mentioned, you know, the, the Tom Cruise thing, think about when we, we saw the Dragon Gate USA show, and I was like, dude, you got to get a picture of me and Shingo. He was yeah. the same height as I was. Yeah. Or like you're, you know? you're walking through StarCast. You're like, wow, everyone's my height. Mm-hmm. And then when he's standing next to Sonata, you're like, holy crap, he's small. <laughs> and Sonata just towers him. You know, so uh, even when you're there with Okada, yeah, you know, you're like mm, Okada's a head taller than this dude. So, but it, it's <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for it. Where, um, how do you think Okada looked in this tag match? For me, I think he's grasping again. Yes, he did bring a balloon. Um, <laughs> but to the camera, I don't know. He seems again getting more into that serious Okada. It seems like he's a, he's hopefully finding himself what what do you think or do you think he's still kind of lost okada um no i think he's i don't know it's he's he's one of the most captivating people in all of wrestling right now he truly is yes where he's going and it's and you know in a weird way and you may not agree with this because you weren't as big of a a wcw fan but this was kind of like when sting was in limbo you had the Mm -hmm. biggest draw in the company but he wasn't himself. He wasn't really talking. He wasn't doing a lot. He was kind of just doing his own thing. You know, kind of leaves Gato's side. He gets mm-hmm. ran the first night to the G1. He can't beat Tanahashi. He's changing his gimmick, you know, three different times. He changes his music, his hair. You know, he's just kind of in this weird limbo. But I'll tell you what, there's something that I wish would happen and I don't think it's going to happen, but we can get into it uh, shortly here. But um, then we get Zack Sabre Jr. and Evil goes to a no contest. Um, I, Evil, I though, it, coming out awesome, like. Yeah, he did the same entrance last year when he worked Okada for the, the title at King of Pro Wrestling. So I was like, if they're rehashing this, I wonder why. Well, obviously that reason why was Jericho setting up the icy title match for power struggle. Jericho beats his ass. Um, Which then we got to set up Naito and Zack Sabre for power struggle, which was just as awesome. Um, And then Zack Sabre decides he's just going to start putting holds on young lions and uh, referees, but he's not, not done beating people up yet. 
<laughs> so I thought great that was setup. great. No, it was uh, it was great to see. Um, as they were prolonging, yes, I was like, okay, what's going to happen? I mean, again, I'm, I'm strongly considering or having people hopefully consider themselves. Chris Jericho has to be on the list, if not in the top three of wrestlers of the year. What he has done for the landscape to not only make it fun, keeps you guessing. And and he's been with so many different promotions and having so many star-studded matches by also being at home base throughout the year as well. Um, and, and, you know, all bets are off now. And that, and that's the cool thing. Again, he sees the fun in professional wrestling. He sees what's going on as well. Um, for him to keep doing this, just to kind of show up, I was kind of ticked off at first because I was looking forward to this match. Yeah. And I love how evil can't get his victory still against Zack Sabre Jr. So I love how that is still out there as well. But, you know, I'm sure the people in the audience, again, wanted to see that match. But for the bigger scheme of things, that's pretty damn cool. Yes, I've been saying this for months. Westernizing has definitely been been happening. But in a way, they are just executing it so much better. The thrill is there where it just seems stateside. We know two weeks in advance. Um, (laughs) But they do everything right. Jericho is king. Honestly, why couldn't he be the GOAT? It's, and what I love about it, too, is now you can still save Zack Sabre and Evil for another show. Oh, yeah. So now you can stash in your back pocket. But, you know, to continuously talk about how perfect this weekend was booked, uh, well, week and a half, you know, counting when progress really was. But mm-hmm. I had been saying Jericho's got to debut at this show. Because he's got to set up the match with Evil. Because Nido's got to set up and get his win back from Zack Sabre. And they only have power struggle to do it. Which that's the last time they can set up anything with Nido and Jericho for the Dome. So they got to get Jericho in there for this. And they did it. And I'm going, it's easy booking and they know how to do it. And they're not, they know how to hit. They're they're, they're gimme hits. They're, They're lob pitches and they're hitting them. You know what I mean? It's. They took it and they go, yep, we got to do it. We understand. And they did it. And it was it was simple and effective and easy. Um, Kushida defeats Marty Skrull to win the oh. Junior Heavyweight Championship. I went three and a quarter, but I was a little underwhelmed oh. by this match. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because I've seen them do so many more matches that I was just kind of like, Skrull and Osprey was so good to me that this is kind of a letdown. And I'm probably in the majority with that, or minority of it, but um, what did you think? You obviously had the other other side. No, I, I thought this match was good. Um, again, we get serious. Marty Skrull. Um, Kushida, man, from the Pele kicks to the, you know, the, the hoverboard attempts, he was straight attacking um, Skrull kind of every which way. Um, the strikes, um, which again is, is a constant in this, um, with new Japan, but I like how each match will have a different sentiment of strikes. Um, and, and this had, you know, kind of a, a, a counter to that, um, with the, the different ways that they utilize the chicken wing 
into the match as well, you know, in the counters with the hoverboard. So that I really did enjoy um, with, with this. Like you said, a, a few other junior matches that were better. I had a lot of fun, but also, honestly, how he got into the Back to the Future at the end there yeah, shocked really the cool. living hell out of me because I thought the villain had this in the bag. But again, just as we said last week, I mean, this just only puts, you know, Kushida possibly, you know, in that conversation with uh, with with Liger as the, the best junior of all time. And and I'll say this, too. I There was a lot of really good with it. I think if this would have just been like three, four minutes shorter, I would have liked it more. I think there was just a, a, a point near the end when I'm like, all right, let's just wrap this up because you guys are doing really yeah. good. And then they just kept going. And I was like, oh, come on. They could have got rid they, of two counter segments that they had, which yeah, prolonged and, and, a lot. You know, and a lot of people liked it, and that's that's what counts. You know what I mean? So, um semi-main event I went four and a half on this match I loved it I loved it (laughs) Tanahashi did business you know these guys did business the most perfect way you could where Jay White was the Mm -hmm. dominating force the dominating factor as he should have and Tanahashi beats him with a with a small package and doesn't even get up after the small package I loved that finish where at the three count he just rolls onto his side and he's just out I love how he used the chair, how he went yeah. against his morals and just said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to be, I'm going to teach this kid a lesson. Eddie, you don't come at the age. Like just yeah. square in the garage. <laughs> I mean, that looked brutal. <laughs> uh, Tana you again, for your consideration, he is in the top two wrestler of the year, right? He's he's so and once again it's just a testament to how good Woo. this year is. You know, and then he Woo. hits the he hits the highest fly flow on the floor. He hits multiple high fly flows in the ring and everyone knows it's over and then we forget Gatos with Jay White and what does he do? The most American thing, but I damn it, I loved it. He pulls the ref out yep. and the crowd is pissed. And then they're going back at it. Tanahashi's got him beat again, and then here comes Gato hitting him with the briefcase. I mean I'm going, is Jay White winning? I mean, it was mm-hmm. he told such a good story. And then the the moment in my head, I went, if they, I told this, I said this to you when we were in the pre-thing, but if they want to officially knock the building, knock the roof off this building and get a pop like they've never gotten before, they need to do something that has never happened. <laughs> and sure enough, they have Okada make the save. And that building, you would have thought Michael Jackson was performing. I mean, you you would think Ichiro's coming to bat in the World Series. You know what I mean? Like this, this the pop when he made the save on Tanahashi was bigger than any entrance I've seen in that company probably all year. I couldn't believe the pop for that. It was it was a thing of beauty, um, and and yes, it was it was a wonderful deafening response it was it was awesome to see okada come down um and then instantly i thought i was like thinking of cool tag names because i'm like well chaos isn't okay at the moment i don't know what new faction is going to be spawning off of what now uh but could tanahashi join chaos could they be the the uh the chaotic aces something along those lines (laughs) <laughs> uh, but this could be a damn fun, uh, fun little romp with those two. But no, 
it was it was great to see. Uh, and then something shocking happened, Ryan. In, in this, I'll tell you this: I got swerved by a swerve. Yeah. So we see Jado come out. Jado's got on the new Okada shirt, and he puts it over like, "Hey, look, I'm wearing your shirt. I'm on your side. Let's just calm down here. Let's not do anything stupid." And I'm going, "Well, Jado's turning. He's obviously turning on Okada." But then he doesn't turn on him. Mm-hmm. But then here comes the the Bullet Club OGs. They surround the ring, and everyone's looking at each other in confusion. Jay White bails, and they grab Gato, and they look at Okada, and they say, lay him out. And Okada is just torn, doesn't know what to do, hits the rope just to do it, and eats a stun gun. And we see Jay White, Jato, and Ghetto join the OGs. They do the <laughs> upside down. So so I knew Jato was going to swerve me, but I didn't think it was going to be a swerve where they would go into a new faction. Okada's What's crazy is, like, you remember Jay White technically was a part of Bullet Club in the beginning yep. of the year before he was like, nope. Yeah, so now now you can start line up the conspiracies. <laughs> you know, Ooh. did 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 Tamatanga and Tangaloa get to him knowing what Kenny was gonna do? Mm. And did they start planning this the day after Wrestle? I mean there's and, and none of this none of this would I would put it past any of it because of how well they book. You know what I mean? Like it's probably not true and I'm probably just far fetched right now, but damn it, I'll be I'll be damned if I'm wrong because you never know with this company. They lay out Okada, which basically sets up that Jay White Okada match at the dome, but I tell you what, the the craziest and the most goosebumps thing I ever got was then Tanahashi rolls back in and he's knelt over Okada. Yes. And he chooses to not help him and then roll back out the other way after looking like he's going to attend to him. And now they've teased Okada and Tanahashi together. Just minimally <laughs> teased it. I want to know where this is going. I It's way too early to do it, but how cool would they be in the World Tag League together? I, like I said, Chaotic Aces, man. you got to think of a name now because they, they definitely will be um, in the tag league, is it going to be Jay White and Foley? Then do you think um, uh, it'll no, be interesting? Uh, I no, no, that's somebody else. I was thinking of um, somebody. Oh, it was Ishimori's with Jay uh, or with Robbie Eagles, but that's the junior Eagles. one. My my question to you is: Do you think they they'll still go by Bullet Club? Is that too passe? I mean, do you, do you think they should transition back to Firing Squad? Maybe they stay Bullet Club and the other guys just go the elite. I I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I am so it's just, interesting. Um, obviously, hell of, a, hell of an angle. I mean, they they did it. They did it right, honestly. And what's crazy is again, the first thing I thought of was like, I was like, wait, I thought Jay White wasn't a Bullet Club for like a second. Whoops. I never and, and I mean it just they keep they keep putting these angles out. <laughs> it's just like then then and we get when, out of, then when Fale and them were holding Gato and Jado, you're just like I was you like you're like you said it's just so obvious. But it's just like whenever they're involved with the hitting Ogata or anything, it's like the cutest thing in the world. 
It's so <laughs> it's adorable. Like, at times, like, oh. don't hit him. He's just a he's just a little kid, he's a little boy. <laughs> he's younger than all of you probably, except for Jay White. <laughs> um, Kenny Omega defeats Cody Kota Bushi. Tremendous match. I went four and a half on it again. I loved the friendship tension where Kota Bushi finally just starts slapping the hell out of Kenny oh, Omega and sick of it. And Cody is tremendous playing that wedge. But then when it's all said and done, him and Kota Bushi, you know, hug and make up. But they told this match was better than I expected it to be. But I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous that this is. Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash syndrome with the booking, where they're saying to Gato, look, we already gave you a match at the G1. We're not doing it yet. You better add somebody else to it. I'm just slightly nervous that that Kenny's being the Shawn Michaels, and he's like, no, nah, we're not, we're not going to work each other, just like the click wouldn't do. Just a little nervous about that. Why though? I mean, but then why throw Cody into it? Just like, like you said, just for a safe bumper. I mean, just, uh, just for so that that way they can have their finish, but Kota Bushi doesn't lose anything because, you know, he kept getting laid out by Cody's underhanded tactics. I thought he was in the match just to take the fall, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's what I honestly thought. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. My thing, though, was I thought besides uh, the, the match in New Orleans uh, with him and Omega. I thought this was Cody's best match of the year, just character-wise and just in the ring. He was taking it. He was giving it. Um, him and Abushi again, uh, just maybe want to revisit um, with their interactions in the ring. They're wrestling the match um, because I want to see more of them. Like, they are, are that damn good um, in the ring. I think they have fantastic chemistry Oh, and, oh, yeah, you had Kenny Omega into that and uh, Abushi finally getting fed up. And I liked how he was so disappointed. He was just frozen, you know, at the end as, you know, he pins. He, he gets pinned by Kenny Omega. After Omega saying, sorry, sorry, you know, he gets hit with the J-Driller and, and then the V-Trigger into the Angel. I had no idea where they, they were going with this match. I was like, for a second, for a second, <laughs> I, I thought Cody had it for, you know, um, yeah. you know, kind of where I was just like, my gosh, are they really going to do this? He I hit that Bushi crossroads. Yep. Yeah, he hit the crossroads and then, uh, you know, Omega kicking out there. Um, and essentially the, the spot where he was like, he was teasing, like, I'm going to get a chair. He tosses it down, and the crowd applauses in respect. Yeah. He says, no, and then he goes for that title. He's like, yeah, and then everyone's like, oh, and then he throws it down just to get the chair again. Again, just brilliant, you know, kind of playing <laughs> both ways, but, but Cody just as that heel. Yes, we have to feel good of all in there, but this is where it's his bread and butter, um, and just he delivered – Kenny delivered. Dakota Bushi. Are the Golden Lovers okay? I mean, according I to Twitter, so. maybe. But um, I kind of wish lo- that, that was the match at the Dome. But I'm still very excited for Omega Tanahashi because, as we know, Kenny Omega 
has a huge disdain for Tanahashi, as he likes to call him, that old. <laughs> I, I love, too, when they were double-teaming Cody, and finally Cody's next to Kenny. He goes, help me beat him up. And he's like, what? He's like, come on, man, you're my friend, too. He's like, all right, fine. <laughs> and then he helps him start beating up yeah. <laughs> But he's like, you know, he's like, he's scored. He's like, come on, man, you're my friend, too. All right. <laughs> Um, tremendous show. I can't wait to talk Power Struggle next time. It's a uh, month out. Uh, potentially, we'll come back this week and do the Melbourne show. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not holding my breath if we do or don't. Um, <coughs> um, but, you know, keep tabs on things in case we do. Um, Alex might be more more persuasive than I'm feeling. Um, but I'm also feeling like poo at the moment, so that's kind of probably why. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it was fun. It was it was a pleasure doing this, uh, knocking out two tremendous. We didn't have any negativity. It was tremendous. Uh-huh. So what happens when you don't talk WWE? These shows are gonna be can, gonna be kind of fun. Can you have ten wrestlers of the year? Yeah, <laughs> I think you still gotta rank them. But I think, I mean, it, it, there's so many good wrestlers right can now. You I just, mean, can we just say, like, I don't like this term, but just is independent wrestling truly wrestler of the year? Honestly. Yeah. I, Outside the, the universe is wrestler of the year. I, I would say wrestler of the year because if you're going to talk about anyone in the universe, I don't know if they're making a top ten. No, Exactly. You know? I, I would throw four <laughs> progress guys. I mean, technically <laughs> NXT UK, whatever. But no, I consider British Strong Style progress through and through now because that's who they truly are. There's th- two right there. Sorry, Trent. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then just there's, oh my gosh. I'll say this. My I'll head say is this. Gonna explode. Is there anybody on the WWE roster? That you would put over Valter. Ooh. For the four mat four Walter matches I've seen to the twenty nine same AJ Styles feuds that he's had in the last year, I would say no. Is there anyone in WWE you can put over the year Will Osprey is having? Um, I would have to say Oh my gosh. No, there, there Dan was, there was that said uh, the it, mid, was, uh, maybe. it was Joe Lanza over at Voices of Wrestling. He said he has Will Ospreay having um, a four star or better match in at least 10 different promotions this year. Huh. Can you tell me a guy who usually who even works 10 promotions in a year? No, let alone a four or higher star match in 10 promotions. Wow. It's it's crazy to think about it. I mean, he does one match yeah. in Ring of Honor, and it's one of my favorite matches of the year, him and Lethal. <laughs> you know? Um, can you put anybody <laughs> in the WWE um, over Kazuchika Okada right now, this year? No. Um, I know you mentioned The Miz, so still heels. Is there anybody that's that? I mean, who who do you pair up with Jay White? 
with the the, the true Zach Saber Jr. in a way is the the wonderful wonder not, not even a bully per se. He just knows he's better than you, and he's not afraid not, to say it. Anybody in the E over Zach Saber Jr. No, God no. Not afraid to say that. I mean, and these are just guys we're going off the top of our head. Um, not what about Tomohiro Ishii? Anyone was, in the E better than Ishii? No, because I I think he's one of the top. I think he's one of the top five workers of the year. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you could say. The and we got thing. him and Suzuki Rev Pro. We're gonna get them again. You know, you could say the same thing about Kenny and Kota. I mean, it's 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 not. This year is so nice and so good, Alex, because we don't have to rely on five hours of Monday and Tuesday to talk about anymore. You know, this is the second week in a row where we've done a full show without even mentioning WWE, really. Uh oh. Get the E out. <laughs> Chad, but true. I mean, let's, you know, a guy that I'm just ecstatic about, and every time I see him, and, you know, maybe maybe not for you because you haven't seen as much, but I feel, you know, I feel strongly about your opinions on wrestling. And I think if you did, you would you would agree. I wouldn't put anybody over Kento Miyahara right now. Ooh. Like anyone? The E. I would put no oh, E guys gotcha. over Kento Yeah. Um, <laughs> not even the original know. Kenta himself, Hideo Sami. <laughs> Wish I could talk about go to sleep. Oh, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm just looking at I'm looking at my list here. Could you put? And I I forgot I had him fourth. But could you put anyone over Cody with what he has done in 2018? In the E? Oh God, no. I mean. I, you know, maybe maybe match quality isn't always there, but for what he's done and for what he is as a draw, no, I can't either. I mean, we're not- hands down. I mean, I I've fought putting him in my top five huh? wrestler. I mean, he he definitely makes a case for it. Again, it, from in and and uh, in and out of the ring, my gosh. In, you're not reaching with any of these. I two guys that one's in the E now, so I mean I guess it's a little different. And one guy has been joked about with the E on on a couple network shows, but Jay Lethal and Matt Riddle, those are two other guys that I would fight above um, being better than any main roster WWE guy. Yeah, Jay, Jay Lethal Le- having a fantastic year, and he came back. With the macho madness. We got to see him dying. He's having your fun. Look at the last two ROH pay-per-views. There hasn't been a match close in WWE. I don't think that's been as good as as Lethal and Kushida and Lethal and Osprey. My gosh, I forgot him and Kushida. But yeah, him and Osprey. God, this has been a good month of wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a good two weeks. Yeah, you know, and if if you really if you really want to go on a whim and go to go to some of these other you know go to another company, and you got to think with the media 
and everything behind of how much he's turned himself into a name and helped that company, you could argue Sammy Callahan, and you could argue Austin Aries. Aries, I like. I mean, Sammy, wow. Because look, yeah, look at he's that. a better Bray Wyatt. I mean, him and Pentagon was great. Him, his few with Eddie Edwards, mm-hmm. that was one of the yeah, biggest deals. Yeah, that was tremendous. I mean, so you, you could argue him, you know. And the, I mean, you could just keep. I mean, this this list can keep going when you put these guys. <coughs> it, Honestly, you could, who, you could you could even say who has had a better year in the WWE than Chris Jericho, even. He's been in the WWE at the Rumble <laughs> in Saudi Arabia on the Raw anniversary show. So that wearing an Alpha Club shirt, by the way, um, again, who's having a better year than him in that company? I'll I don't wait. think you can say anyone because of the impact of what he's done. This dude is coming to New Japan. He semi-made evented Wrestle Kingdom with Kenny Omega. He semi-made Dominion with Tetsuya Naito, and he's going to semi-made event Wrestle Kingdom again with Naito. I mean, oh <laughs> he showed up at All In. He's he's doing a cruise that has ROH versus TNA. <laughs> and is, isn't he fighting Kenny Omega on the cruise and teaming with the Bucks? Yeah, he, yeah, he's in a six man. They got their own merch out. It's just, it's, it's, you know, they're Y2 Jackson or whatever they call themselves. It's, it's not hard and not far fetched when you look at the WWE and AJ Styles is your champion. Now, if you're booking on paper, they're doing it everything right. The problem is, you're, Heavyweight, the main title of your company is a mid-card filler match every freaking pay-per-view. What does that tell you about your company? I don't care about Roman Reigns and how over they think he is. Why is the WWE Championship not the main event? It definitely should be. I ask myself that every pay-per-view because I'm I'm saying he's the best guy on your roster. Why don't you showcase him more? And on paper you're right. He's you're he's putting on or he's being put in great feuds. Um but it's just the the storylines are are bananas as we're we're kind of seeing with Samoa Joe here. But they've had some great matches in two previous promotions before. Let them go wild. I mean, let them just be them. No DQ or any of that stuff. I get it. You have to do three to four months of a story, but it just seems like it's so oversaturated, especially when you have an event and then two or three weeks later, another event with another event coming upon an anniversary show of some sort. So that's when it kind of loses its luster um, in a bit. And and maybe they just start going to short-term feuds because maybe our, Minds are set that way. I'll, you know, and I'll throw out three other la- last randoms I have just thinking about this, and then I'm going to stop because I can, I'm going to keep trying to come up with names. But uh, Kanosuke Takashita, he's been the ace of DDT, and they've been doing pretty good numbers. 
Um, which, by the way, don't let me forget. Next time we're on the air, I want to talk to you about the uh, the Shima and L. Lindemann and T. Hawk and and um, <coughs> all those dudes doing their invasion in, in DDT, uh, setting up for the Peter Pan show, which is their big one. Mm. Most of these um, these DDT shows on YouTube get about anywhere from two to ten thousand uh, views. The the Shima and the OWE guys, the, the Dragon Gate guys that he took, they they're running and then working this last show, which was I think two weeks ago, is already up to like sixty thousand views. Wow. So these and then these guys went to Russell One and did the same thing, and Russell One was getting like a thousand views a show in, in America, and it, it boosted. They're getting like thirty five thousand for this for the show with them. Huh. Like soon, promoters are going to start taking note of this, and we're going to start seeing these these dudes booked in America, and we're going to start seeing a Shima indie tour. <laughs> so I'm wow. not even talking about him, but like I said, Kanosuke uh, Takashita, <coughs> I think. I think you could um shit. I just I just lost who I had in my head. Oh, um LA Park for what he's drawn in Arena Mexico and all the CMLL shows and the AAA stuff. This dude mm-hmm. is drawing tens of thousands of I mean their their business is booming with the LA Park and Rouge feud. So I think a lot of people are going to say LA Park, but one guy that we watched in a match and both gave the match five stars and both put it in our match of the year. And, every, you know, I've been doing research and, and kind of keeping tabs on him. And this dude has been doing this ever since. And I just kind of haven't talked about it because there's so much to watch. But who's to say Masashi Takeda shouldn't be in the list? He's the guy who's the big Japan deathmatch champion guy. Yep. Who's to say with the way that that dude's re- reinventing deathmatch wrestling and getting new eyes? To see? Like they did that deathmatch tournament in Iowa. Yeah, we saw one. the the um, we saw kind of a little bit of it in the TLC and the uh, the grudge match at the Progress Show, um, where I mean a lot of deathmatch qualities um, right along there, and and we're getting wrestling with it. That Jimmy Havoc Paul Robinson match was really fun. We, yes. I, I would love to watch Havoc and Will Osprey in a deathmatch <coughs> because it's that added with it, but. I mean, we both sat there with our mind blown at the Masashi Takeda and Asami Kodoka match. It was it was incredible, and he's doing that every single match now, where he's wrestling with weapons. Hmm. Wow, with weapons. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like he's he's going through and he's doing this crazy chain spot, doing his flips. And his strong strikes and puts the guy down. Guy kicks out at two. He stands up, breaks a light tube over his head, and then gives the guy a brain buster. Like he's waking himself up. Like it's, it's crazy. Like I just there's, it's mind boggling that there's that many people that just on a whim we came up with, and you can all argue. Masaki Mochizuki held the Dragon Gate title for months, and he's almost fifty and put on a better match than anything I've seen some of those WWE guys do. Oof. I, I just, I'm just saying, man. Ah, but that's a good thing, right? It's good it's a, to, to know thing. that there's so much more out there. And that's what we're trying to say. That's what we're trying to hopefully get people uh, to connect. Check YouTube. Check Progress out. Check New Japan World. They have an English YouTube channel on their Facebook channel. Um, and it, it, it's, it's interesting. It's wrestling at its finest. 
They are, you know, kind of, you know, like I told you via text, New Japan does it right because they use the term globalization correctly. They know how to hit each market and then still stay true to kind of, you know, what's what made New Japan, you know, special and continue for, you know, 47 years or what have you. Um What's the website? 46 years. Uh, so, you know, it's just something that, you know, has progressed so well. And it's just a fun time to watch pro wrestling, which I'm excited to watch after this show. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go check some more stuff out. I'm going to do probably my nightly where I just fall in the rabbit hole of YouTube watching random ja- uh, Japanese stuff. Like, that's how I found that that uh, Ricky Choshu show that I started watching. I just... Oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch chapter 75. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm going to do. Maybe I'm going to get a glass of whiskey and watch Havoc and Osprey. (sighs) So much for uh, getting rest because I'm sick. Thanks, wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, always a pleasure, sir. We'll, uh, We'll keep you guys posted. If we come back and talk the Melbourne show, uh, maybe we'll just include it next week. We'll see what's going on, depending if we're going to run another show. Also, like I said, if you haven't, uh, check out my interview with Suit Williams from Sunday Night Pro Wrestling for Dummies Progress Edition. Uh, we may have an NHL preview still with myself and Demetrius uh, Thursday or Friday morning. Yeah. Friday morning. <laughs> it's going to be like 8 a.m. morning, so it'll be early morning. So if you guys are driving, you know, let us let us take you to work. But with that being said, <laughs> appreciate it as always, Alex. Thanks for accommodating my uh, crazy work life that, that's been going on. and uh, It's always fun, and can't wait to talk some more wrestling with you soon. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Cannot wait. Uh, check us out next Monday or possibly this weekend. We'll be right back on your radio. Check out Twitter at WrestleCast. Sorry, underscore SSM. Ooh. Damn, he just spiked that ish. Peace out.